0: Uh, the question that has been asked is, please explain the curse of Cana that you read about in Exodus, I mean, Genesis chapter 9 and verse 25. And so before we can even answer this question, we need to open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 9 and find out exactly what is going on there and what curse is being talked about and who this Cana is and all that kind of thing. So I hope you have your Bibles with you, and you'll turn to the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, and go to chapter 9, and then at verse 25 it says, And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants, shall, shall he be unto his brethren. And just reading that particular verse, you don't discover a whole lot, so we need to read more than this. But just go all the way up to um, verse 18. And we'll read down to, um, uh, let's see, verse 26. So Genesis chapter 9, beginning at verse 18, it says, And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth, and Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and of uh, of them was the whole earth overspread, now, two things I want us to go ahead and notice here is first of all, that when Noah got off the ark, of course, he had three sons. And since the entire world was destroyed, then from these three sons, the rest of the world was going to come from. Uh, every single person that's alive today is a descendant of either Sham, Ham, or Japheth. It's only those three. Uh, everybody is related to Noah through them. And of course, we're all related to Adam through Noah. Uh, but one of us, every one of us came from one of these three sons. But also notice that early on in the text, it makes mention of the fact that Ham is the father of Canaan, and that's important to remember. Uh, It doesn't say anything about who the offspring of Shem is or Ham is. All it says is that from these three sons, the whole earth is going to be populated. Uh, Earlier in the text, in in chapter 9, And verse 1, it says, And God blessed Noah and his sons, and said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth. Well, the replenishing of the earth, of course, are going to take place from these three sons. And so that's what's being talked about. Verse 20 says, And Noah began to be a husbandman or a farmer, would be a better translation for us that we would mean. Literally, in the Hebrew, it means a man of the land. And it says, He planted a vineyard. And, um, Verse 21 says, And he drank of the wine and was drunken and was uncovered within his tent. Uh, When Noah got off the ark, he decided to become a man of the land, if you will, a farmer. And he obviously perhaps grew more things than just grapes, but he decided to plant a vineyard. And in the process of growing those grapes, he made wine. And in the process of making that wine, he drank it. And in the process of drinking it, he became drunk. Now, it's interesting, you can find a lot of different uh, commentators that talk about that this was perhaps the very first time that anyone was ever drunk in the Bible. And that may have been the case, but I kind of doubt that when you think about the fact that uh, prior to the destruction of the earth by the flood, um, God said that man dwelled on wickedness continually. And I can't imagine that there weren't grapes before this time, and I can't imagine that Wine wasn't made before this time, and I can't imagine that people didn't get drunk before this time. But either way, either this is the first time that this has ever happened, and someone can make the excuse that Noah didn't know what he was doing, and before he realized the intoxicating effect of this wine, it had overtaken him, or it may be that um, sometimes if you uh, drink, you're going to get drunk, and he got drunk, and he got drunk to the extent it says he was uncovered within his tent, and... Once again, we don't know what's going on here. What does that mean? He was uncovered in his tent. It obviously involves nudity, because we're going to see something here in the text about nudity in a moment. But I believe there's something more going on here. Um, He was exposed, but exposed in a certain kind of way, evidently. Something that was kind of so out of character that it was very shocking and whatnot. But it says, "...and Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father." And told his two, children, two brethren without. And Sham and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders, and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father, and their face were backwards, and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah woke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him, and he said, "Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren." And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. Now, a couple of questions that come up immediately, now we're getting closer to where the the, the original question is, is first of all, uh, in verse 22, what was going on there when it says, Ham, the father of of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and uh, went out and told his two brothers about it. And the second question that comes up is, well, when Shem and Japheth found out about it, why were they so careful in their procedure in covering up their father's nakedness? And then the third question is, why in the world did Noah curse Cana instead of Ham if Ham was the one that was guilty? So we got a lot of things going on here in this text. And the question, the original question that was asked, it says, just please explain the curse. But to explain the curse, you've got to answer all these uh, different Uh, uh, questions. Another question that could be brought up um, in verse 24, when Noah awoke from the wine and knew what had happened to him, evidently it made him extremely angry. Because you normally don't put a curse on someone unless you're extremely angry. So there's a whole lot going on from here. Going on here. Alright, let's answer the first question. Uh, What in the world was going on in verse 22 uh, when Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the neckness of, of of his father. Well, if it was just him being naked, I don't think all this going on here would be going on here. And most religious scholars would agree with me that there is something else happening here. Uh, we can conjecture and say there was some type of uh, sexual act going on. We could say that somehow or another uh, Noah was violated in some kind of way. We could say that the way that um, he had himself exposed that it was. Uh, something that was so shocking and detrimental to the character of Noah that uh, that it would cause some problems. Uh, But we can guess and guess all day long, but we just simply do not know what happened here. But we do know something else that's brought out in the text that's unusual. In verse 22, it mentions Ham again, which is one of Noah's sons. But right after that, it mentions Canaan. He was the father of Canaan. So here we had it in the beginning where he mentions the three sons, but it mentions Ham. He's the father of Canaan. And then we have him being exposed. And Ham, the father of Canaan, uh, as the text says, saw it. And Canaan's name is mentioned again. And it says that he saw the nakedness of his father. And when he told, went and told his two brethren that were not a part of the situation, that's what it means and they were without. And so Shem, Ham, and Japheth... Uh, took a garment and if you can picture in the text what is actually happening here they are placing a garment and they are putting it on both of their shoulders and they are literally walking backwards without looking till they get to where Noah is and then they lay the garment down on top of it. and um, you can read all kinds of things about why they did this um, and I can't tell you why they did this because I wasn't there Uh, I don't think it's just because he was nude, because I don't think that that was what the problem is. I think there was something more going on here uh, because of the way that Noah awoke and knew what was going on and what the younger son had done to him. Now, if Noah had been drunk, passed out, and been naked, and he woke up with a blanket on him, how in the world would he have known what the other boy had done? Something else had to have happened that we aren't privy to in the text, but something is going on here. We're just not quite sure what it is. But the best way I can explain verses 22 and 23 as far as the reaction of one brother and the reaction of two brothers is this way. I don't think ever in a million years this would happen. But say, for example, my father, David Farr, for some reason, decided just to get as drunk as a skunk as he could be, and he went out into the backyard of his house, and he stripped off all of his clothes and passed out in the yard, right there in front of all the neighbors. Now, I'm using this as an absurdity to make a point. And I happened to be visiting his house and saw him lying in the backyard naked like this, and I saw him and walked out there and looked at my dad and saw here he was exposed to the whole world, the neighborhood and everything. He was in a situation that's going to bring him shame, a situation that's going to cause him to be talked about town. Just all kinds of things could be the ramifications of it. I saw that, and I did nothing about it. Instead, I went home and I called up my two brothers, my brother Neil and my brother Stephen, and I said, Hey, let me tell you what dad did. Well... Neil and Stephen, perhaps having more sense than me, they say, well, something needs to be done about this. We can't leave him in that state. And so they go to the house, and they cover up my dad, if you will, and bring him in the house and and get him out of the situation that he is in. In other words, they respect their father and they want to protect their father and they don't want him to be the subject of ridicule or any kind of thing like that. Instead, they want to make sure that everybody always speaks the very best of them and that's kind of like what is going on here, I believe. The mistake that's being made by Ham is is that he did nothing about it. He saw the situation and he did nothing about it or he was a part of the situation and did nothing about it but simply went and told the two brothers about it. And when the two brothers found out about it, uh, they took care of the situation. Well, once again, we may mention in verse 24 that there was something perhaps going on more than what we realize, because when it says as Noah woke up, he knew something had been done to him. Uh, if he was just naked, that was something he did. Somebody else had to have do, done something for something to have been done to him, if that makes any sense to you. So there's something happening here. Well, let's deal with the actual issue at hand. It says in verse 25, and he said, Cursed be Cana, a servant of servants, shall he be unto his brethren. And the question that always comes up is, well, why in the world, if Ham was the one who was guilty of this sin, and whatever he did, he did... Why in the world is his son being punished? Well, you can find various arguments about this. One argument that people use is that if you go back to the very beginning of chapter 9, in verse 1, you've got Noah and his sons being blessed by God. And um, God blessed Noah, God blessed Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And therefore, Noah felt like he did not have a right to put a curse on Ham since he had already been blessed by God. So he knocked it down one generation and decided to curse the son uh, of Ham. Uh, That might be the case, but I really don't think that's what was going on here. But if you go back and look at the original language, you can tell that there is something happening here. That uh, if you start looking at it close. You appreciate the reason why Cana was cursed was because of the fact that Cana was the one who was actually involved in this situation. Notice in verse 19, as, or in verse 18, as we've already said, that you know, he has three sons, but Ham is the only one that's mentioned of having a son by the name of Cana. In verse 22, when we have the seeing of the nakedness, once again, you have Ham, and it's made mention that he is the father of Cana. And then when you get down to verse 25, it is Canaan, Ham's son, who is cursed. And so you can start getting the idea that Canaan has more to do in this story, perhaps, than what we first believe. And um, actually, if you look at verse 25 and you look at the Hebrew and you look how it it can be translated uh, with the way that the Hebrew nuances are, you can actually translate verse 24 this way. And Noah awoke from his wine, and knew that his, Ham's, the his points back to Ham, younger, literally youngest son, had done, had done unto him. Now if you look at it that way, you get a better flavor for what's happening here. The word for younger can be literally translated youngest son, and the King James has younger son. The his can point back to the idea of Ham, because that was his son, and so some linguistics looking at this particular verse, actually translated as being that his younger that his son, son Ham's younger son is the one who actually did the uh, whatever took place. Now it's interesting if you go over to chapter ten and look at verse six. Um, it talks about the sons of Ham. It says, And the sons of Ham are Cush, mer RM, im uh, Phut, and Cana. And they're listed more than likely in the order of their age. So that would make Cana the youngest son of Ham. Now, that in and of itself is a peculiarity because obviously, as far as direct descendants, Ham had uh, four sons. Uh, they're listed there. But yet in verse 18 and also in verse, um, verse uh, 22, uh, it mentions Ham's son as being Cana. Why in the world would they make distinction of his youngest son unless his youngest son was involved in somehow another? And so there are some people, and I agree with them, that verse 24 is not talking about Ham, his younger son, but is talking about Cana, the younger son of Cana. Of his son Ham. And that fits more with the idea why in the world that Cana would be the one who was cursed. And of course, uh, after uh, making the curse in verse 25, um, verse 26, which is very important, says, And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Cana shall be his servant. Now that's a very important thing to think about. Shem is the lineage from which the Hebrew people came from. Shem was the lineage, of course, eventually, that Jesus Christ would come from. So, what does it mean when it says there will be the servant of his servants, or the lowest of the low? Well, what happened with the Israelite people, and what happened with the land of Canaan? Eventually, during the time of, the, of Joshua, they came and conquered the land, and took the land away from the Canaanites. They... Um, got to occupy cities that they did not build. They got to live in homes that they did not build. They got to have vineyards that they did not grow. They got to have cattle that they did not cultivate. Instead, everything that belonged to the Canaanites, when the Israelites came into the promised land, it became theirs, and they, in a sense, became their servants. And this continued through the time of the judges off and on. But when Solomon became king, and the borders of the kingdom of Israel stretched to its fullest, it completely covered the land of Canaan and all those that were a part of it. And the Bible even talks about how that those that were under Solomon paid tribute to him or were his servants. Another thing that's interesting, that Cana was not only the father of the Canaanites, but he was also the father of the Amorites, who eventually, we remember our study of the book of Esther, eventually they were destroyed during the time of Esther. But also Cana was the father of the Jebusites. And the Jebusites were an interesting group of people because uh, the Jebusites lived in the land of Canaan. And the reason being, they were descendants of Canaan. And the Jebusites were the people who lived where the city of Jerusalem were. And you remember how that when David decided to make the city of Jerusalem his capital city, that he made an arrangement with the Jebusites. And rather than conquering them that the Jebusites would not only give him the city, but they would be, of course, a group of people who would serve him. And so there may be some type of tying in to that. But eventually what happened, of course, was that from uh, the seed of of the son of Ham, Canaan, um, there would be the Canaanites, and those Canaanites would be people who would be conquered by Israel, and Israel, of course, would be uh, the ones who would be in charge of them, and they, of course, would be a defeated nation and would become a servant to the Israelite people. So let's uh, see if we've got a full understanding now of what's going on here. We don't know for sure what had happened with Noah, and as far as his drunkenness and his nakedness, um, we're not sure uh, exactly what uh, happened to him, but I think we can probably look at the text and discover, if we look at it very carefully, that the one that actually was involved, and the reason why he uh, was cursed, because he was involved, was Cana, who was the son of Ham. And Ham himself, more than likely, uh, was not involved, except for maybe it could be that he didn't take care of the situation that he could, or maybe it was Cana all along who went and told the other two brothers what was going on. But I hope that um, sparked some interest in you. I hope you'll do your own study and see if you can come up with the same conclusions or maybe some different conclusions or your own personal conclusion Um, because of the fact that this is one of those areas where I can give you my opinion on it, but other than what the Scripture says, that's all we can really know for sure.